What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, everybody. This is your host. I am Black Mamba, but my new name is Medusa. Maybe. Where's my thing? There it is. I have, I have to get my placement together. Um, recently changed my uh, social media moniker, or I'm sorry, my gamer tag moniker. So trying to be a little bit more uniform. So I am the still same person, still Tiffany but it will be Medusa maybe from now on until I feel like changing my name again. So uh, we are back uh, with our end of year 2020 wrap up podcast, um, where we're just going to talk about a little bit of everything today, kind of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit. Um, I obviously have my usual suspects, my lovely cast of nerds here. So I will let everybody introduce themselves. So Cassio. Thank you, Medusa. Um, do we call you Medusa now? Yes. Just Medusa. Yes. Okay. Please. Okay. Medusa, thank you. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? This is Cassio of Cassio Logic. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, also, want to thank Honey Jillian for letting me come and uh, talk some nerd stuff with him. So, yeah, you guys take it easy. Thank you. It's Jansen back again with everybody for the first time since like 2017. <laughs> it feels good to be basically, back. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Follow my what is up everybody it's your boy the fall of marvel y'all know me as one of the mods and planet ejobn as well as other stuff and all that good stuff you guys see me in there but we ready to chop it up and really have a good time as this year comes to a close and i say that with uh uh being optimistically cautious because we don't know we don't know what's on the other side of uh, no. No. Uh, uh, December 31st we really no. don't <laughs> so just yeah let's let's be optimistically cautious everyone <laughs> Toku all right hey Rangers riders and magical girls it's Toku Terry once again and it's the end of the year and oh my God, is it? Are we happy to see it? Twenty twenty, we won't. Twenty twenty, we we wish we could say we will mourn mourn your passing, but our mothers told us not to lie. Anyway, yeah. we're just gonna chill out today, get ha have some fun, make some jokes, look back on the things that have been, and look ahead to the things that will be. Stay tuned. Oh my God, his intro, his intro is amazing. Like. It gets more amazing every time. I'm gonna work on that in January. I'm gonna work on that. So, as everybody said, you know, this is um, the end, our, our last one of 2020. We will not miss this year at all, not even a little bit. This year was trash. It was trash, just all the way trash. Okay. So, I'm gonna get this out the way really fast um, to anybody, you know, out there who uh, is either battling COVID or has lost a loved one to COVID, you know, my condolences, our condolences go out to you. It has been a very, very rough year. And we just, we just, hopefully there's some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. We don't care who's shining it at this point. <laughs> they just, oh, you know, it's just, we just, we, we just mm -hmm. need to go up. You know, we, you know, we just need to, you know, go up. So again, as Fallen Marvel said, we are, um, what'd you say? Um, cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic but we are looking forward to a new year because this this year was trash 
So, you know, there goes that. So, um, what'd you say? I thought you said something like optimistically cautious. He said optimi optimistically cautious. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. It was something. Big words. See, this is what happens when you use big words all the time. Big words. That's what I'm saying. It's something. It, it means the same thing, I think. So, it was trash. <laughs> Today, it was trash. Um, uh, so this this show uh, is kind of like a free for all a little bit. Everybody's gonna have a little bit of time to just talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about, um, and just kind of flowing and having a conversation with each other. We don't really have too many topics that are planned. Um, so he just muted. I was gonna say Cassio's up first, but since he just muted, Jensen, you want to go ahead and start with yours. So you were talking about Batman, I believe, right? Absolutely. So um, it's not even it's not even a new topic or just oh this is a mind blowing topic. It's just it's just a topic I feel that you can always talk about between Batman and Nightwing, Dick Grayson, Red Hood, Jason Todd, Robin, Red Robin, Tim Drake, and Robin Damien. Like that dynamic that he has of each different one. Much people hate Batman. Well, not even hate, but just hate his fan base more than the character. And, and some of some parents will probably agree some a little bit of problem he has going on at times. Mm. You know, um, between him, you know, with him and the family. And well, for mm. like him, first of all, him and Dick Grace, the oldest, the eldest, even has left, left, and left came back, left came back, kind of again here and there. Some people feel some people feel that's part of the more better relationship out of them. I personally feel him and Tim Drake have the best relationship to me. Of all the Robins, well, you know what? No, nah, I'm sorry, I missed one. It was a Terrence Hill, man. What was the girl that was a Robin? Was it Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie Brown was Stephanie Brown. Robin. Okay, I apologize. Stephanie Brown was a Robin. So I think she's the only woman to ever be a Robin, if I'm not mistaken, Terrence. She's the only canonical female Robin. There's also Carrie Kelly from the <laughs> Frank Miller universe, but we don't count for the Frank Miller verse. We don't count that here, no, no, sir, because you know, through, through <laughs> Frank Miller. Okay, okay. Well, let me rephrase that because I know she, I was, I knew she was a Robin, but I'm not familiar, kind of familiar with um, her story as Robin compared to the others. So I'm just gonna stick with the guys. No disrespect to the girl, but. She was you only know, Robin feel, like, it's cool. She was only a Robin for like six months. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I feel him and Tim Drake have the best relationship because he, as he stated, that's the most detective one of all the four. Is Drake. You know, Grayson came into the fold. His parents um had the tragic accident. Jason Todd came into the fold, who has the most tragic one of everybody, from his dad. You know, and then it was because I did the podcast. It was revealed that his dad was just kind of doing this and that little jobs every now and then, mm -hmm. with uh, just to try and make ends meet with different gangs. I believe he worked for like some 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 major ones like Two Face and the Penguin. Then of course Drake came along, who had probably the most humble the most humble one of all the people that became Robins eventually. You know, like as you know, as some people know, some people know, some people don't know. He deduced who Rob he he deduced who 
Dick Grayson was in Batman once just by his own IQ. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Okay, you're Batman and you're right. And you're, and he, well, at the time you was Robin. So it was like, wow. Batman was like, well, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> since you know now, he might as well go and bring you in. Uh, mm-hmm. Damien, it was, Damien had an a interesting one. You know, he, it was the case of Batman, I, you have a son. But I, I, I still hate Damien, by the way. Because how <laughs> he came about, which was, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into how how Damien was conceived, so we're just gonna leave it at that. But just no bad man didn't know he had a son. A biological son. I'm just gonna keep it at that. You know, y'all can look it up yourself. I'm not gonna go into it. And so Damien, and the first thing Damien says to Batman was, I thought you was tall. So that should tell you how the relationship was gonna be between everybody. But you know, he he loved everybody equally, even even in the Battle of the Cow, where you know they showed all you know different ones training. You know he he he. I say, I will kind of say more really really on hands with Damien per se. Obviously the youngest, the baby, and I feel Damien he he, he gets he gets pulled in different ways from what his mom was doing, from what his grandfather Ross Good was doing to. Mm-hmm. Trying to prove he is the best of all the Robins to just doing his own thing, and which recently he has left being a Robin. He's no longer Robin. So right now there's not a Robin at all in canon. Right now, hmm. nobody well, has a title. And Dam- I don't know what the, I don't yeah. know what the title Damien goes by. Just Damien Wayne. Like he's not even with the Titans at all. Even he's not even with the Titans right now. He's he left them too as well. He disbanded them. But you don't, you don't think you don't think Damian Wayne is the best Robin? Not the best no. Robin? No. Ooh. I, will I mean, he's not the worst. He's not the worst fighter as, of the Robins, but personality wise, he is the worst Robin. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. Trust he, me. He, like, he, like, he, I, I will go out on a limb. I will go out on a limb and say that I was rather satisfied when uh, Blue Beetle cooked him in Teen Titans versus Ju- uh, Justice League. I think you're so, about. I, I kind of had a smile on my face when that happened because he deserved. Anytime you could cook Damien <laughs> in a fight, everybody's gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Literally, oh, you mean what? Yeah, you know, literally every single one of his brothers have done. Literally every one of them. Yeah, every single, every single, every single one of the former Robins has beaten him up. I think even Stephanie gave him the hands once. I gotta check. Yeah, you gotta check on that. But yeah. you know, and then with you know, first Grayson left. He wanted to be his own person. I think that's when he first came with the Titans. Was when he loved being a Robin and became yeah. Nightwing. Yeah, that, that's Jason came, Thank you. Uh, and then Jason yeah, that, came along. My favorite, my personal favorite, maybe not the favorite Robin, but my personal favorite member of the bathroom next to Azrael. Mm. Um, he came along, the rough start, you know, May's boy, May's home for the boys. And then, you know, still in the one of the greatest uh, nursery rhymes of all time, Batmobile lost his will, Robin got away, which is always funny because they showed the comic where the Batmobile is in Jason's background where he was at. As an old to that rhyme where he stole the um, Batmobile, the wheels off the Batmobile. (laughs) He came along and then, of course, with the whole Joker thing, got killed. 
and then with the infamous Superboy prom um, uh, punch, Jason is brought back from the dead because of that reality altering punch. Hmm. And of course, you know, he was found, he was wandering found, Shiva and the Shiva and the rest of League of Assassins, Rajagul trained him back up. And Shiva and uh Shiva sent him around the world training other different people. Then he got he goes back to Gotham and now he's in shock because Joker's still alive, like you didn't avenge me. And by the way, for people that know the people that don't know, Jason has had Joker dead to rights twice before he mm-hmm. actually came back. Well, when he came back, Bat one Batman um saved him, saved the Joker actually. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The other one actually, Jason actually goes up to where the Joker's are in the circus. He finds Joker and beats him unconscious. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill him, but he beat him literally unconscious. He went to his own crib and just beats him. And then recently, with the three three jokers thing, Jason actually has killed one of the jokers. It wasn't no, was the one that actually killed him? We don't know, but he has literally on panel now has has killed one of the jokers. Mm-hmm. And then you know that dynamic right there, leaving, also. coming back, leaving, coming back, mm-hmm. and then oh. now Drake comes along, which actually that actually ties back into Jason. Because Jason found out it was another Robin, and the hotel he was in, he flips out because you know Roz and Shiva had security there watching over Jason, but he flips out and kills some of security, knocks the other ones out because he raged out because he found out it was another Robin after him, which was Tim Drake. And then Tim Drake comes along, the most, the most mellow, the most mellow one of all of them. I mean, I, I would agree because he's never beaten the Joker to death in a fit of rage like Dick Grayson did. <laughs> I mean, that I, will, well. I will say that Tim, I think, is probably to me, he's second to Grayson because, like, I just, I mean, I like Grayson. Like, Grayson's a dope character, you know, aside from how he has been written a couple times, you know, where he did some like questionable things personally but but i will always defend i'm gonna go into that i'm just saying right but uh tim i think is definitely my second favorite just on the strength that he is probably the smartest one oh without a doubt out out of the out of the group and on top of that he's like the most stable one Mm-hmm. Out of everyone, like he's like well, he's, he's literally the time. normal one in the Bat family, essentially. So, and it, it, I think I, I think it was uh, I can't remember what storyline that was, but that one um, storyline where it's him from the future as Batman. Detective Comics. Uh, was it okay? Yeah, like okay. that storyline was actually was. pretty dope, and it was yeah, just like that was the one where everybody thought Tim had died, but he wasn't dead. He mm-hmm. was just. I don't recall, but he wasn't dead, but he wasn't there. Right. And you like know, and, but yes. And yeah, whatever that future that was, he becomes Batman and he is like literally a whole problem. And it's like <laughs> he took the whole family out. I love how he pointed out to Jason how he still he still had an old injury that he didn't know he recovered from and he exposed Jason. That was, 
that was a uh, yeah he was a uh, that was um I'll say that was an emotional arc because everybody <laughs> saw what what became of Tim, you know, who probably had honestly the best the best. Out well, I mean, as we all know, each Robin outside of Stephanie has become has went on to become a Batman in a different. You know, we have seen him come Batman. Damien, we had like two different stories where he's he was a Batman. One, well, yeah, one where he literally burnt down Gotham, and yeah, I think <laughs> Tim actually Tim actually had to kill Damien. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, in the the storyline you're talking about. Oh wow! When, when Tim came back, I think he had to actually kill Damien because he just had to, you know. And mm-hmm. Jason actually ended up. I think he just died over time. He ended up losing a leg and, like, became addicted to, like, drugs. I do oh, believe wow. because he had, like, this, what what uh, Tim said, this legendary fight with over, like, 200 assassins. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he just, it just broke him. And then he just, like, succumbed back to the streets and just died over time. Mm-hmm. I think Grayson just just left and just walked away off, off panel or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Then Damien comes along <laughs> and just gets into everybody. Superman got into a Superman Shazam, the Robins, just everybody. He 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 just had, but you can't really knock him because how he was raised. You know, from birth he was a straight killer. You know, and he just had this. Even though Roscoe was one of the richest people on the planet. Probably just in DC universe in general, but just how they raised him, and I think he was to even be the next vessel for Rise I go with that body he has now, mm. just literally like goes away. So you know, just each dynamic he has with each one is just is is he loves them equally, but he he like just re- real life parents. Each one you got to raise and talk to a different way you know and then of course the sibling rivalry between all of them but ironically all of them actually work good together mm-hmm. in a fight mm-hmm. they're trained the same way you know everybody talk about jason being a hothead but he actually respects grace where he'll he'll like i've seen him do combos where they don't even speak they just instantly know each other mm-hmm. you know tim yeah. jason and tim works you know tim and jason have a good understanding with each other as we seen Jason explain to Tim on panel, then you know Grayson it has his has his you know racial to everybody else and Damien, who respects Grayson out of all the other Robins and hates Damien and hates Jason out of all the other Robins. Ironically, you know both of them are almost really the same person to me, kind of, honestly. So it's just an interesting dynamic between all of them. But it doesn't matter because Azrael is the best one out of the Batman family. I just like to throw Azrael in when I can. <laughs> That's the best one. The only one that has beaten Batman, beat Grace, and beat Grace and with Tim Drake together. And we all know uh, Red Hood and Damien don't want those problems. He does want those problems. You don't know. I mean, maybe does one of those problems. Just just because just because he's gonna lose doesn't mean he ain't gonna try. Jason, oh no, they're not gonna back down. That's a given. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, anybody that picks up the back computer and throws it, and everybody's look like who's gonna go stop him? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's your cousin. That's cousin. That's cousin right there. <laughs> I don't know why they don't put him more in the bad friendly, but that's that cousin that comes in out of town that needs to recognize mm-hmm. him. That's right. as we <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think like my... And I think that will conclude my talk. Like I think... For I think Batman like my and Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like my first introduction to Azrael was in the game and like I didn't really know a whole lot about him but like nah. thing Which game? Are you talking um, about Batman? Arkham Knight. Arkham, like uh Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight the the third one. Um well technically fourth but whatever but yeah but, but like but that was my first introduction to him and I just thought like it was okay this is this is very different, but I kind of like this idea of someone that, who is doing his own thing, but is trying to take up the mantle or sees himself as someone who can take up the mantle that Batman has of protecting the city or whatever, whether he misguided or whatever or whatever. So I kind of thought that was really cool. Like in in a way that there's someone out there like that to where is, you know, because typically, you know, Bruce is very, very territorial to where he's like, no, you like, no, you, you can't, you can't fight crime in my city or whatever and all that, you know, you know, you know how he tends to get. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought I that because he can't so, do all of Gotham. I never understood why he was so territorial. Like, you can't cover all of Gotham by yourself, like... Because Bruce is mentally ill. I I mean, I I just never understood why he had, like, you know... But I guess a lot. I guess some heroes are always a little territorial when somebody comes in and trying to fight crime. But Bruce is very territorial. (laughs) It's part of the mental illness. It's, It's not supposed to make sense. He's mentally ill. This is his fixation. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, Paul Marvel. Go ahead. I just I always remember. <laughs> and That's it's like you're kind of not, though. Like, you're kind of not. Like, you're kind of not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you always say that, but you're kind of not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Yeah. You it's, do more good than Bruce That's, that's a whole other conversation dealing with Batman. Yeah, it is. I guess. Yeah, it is. Uh, but um, I think, like, it's, but, like, the Ezreal character I thought was kind of interesting, which was why of one of many reasons I stopped watching the Gotham series because I thought the way they did it in there was kind of stupid. So um, if any of you guys saw Gotham, I believe this was either uh, season two. It was either season two or three. I can't remember which one, but it was one guy who it was a guy who was an antagonist for most of one season then he comes back somehow. I don't know if he was came back from the dead or what. And he assumes the identity of Azrael and then uh freaking young Bruce sees him doing this. Like it's, it's like all this little stuff that's supposed to like shape Bruce into becoming Batman at like 13. So it's just Okay. Which by the way, again was whack like i oh that's a whole maybe that'll be part of my 20 minutes because like the show anyway i'm sorry i go ahead i was about to go into a you good i'm just I, i'm go just ahead. saying I'm that that was i'm just saying like just thinking about my overall introduction into that character and me learning about him 
So it's like, again, it's like one of those, that's just one of the things I had to bring up because again, that, that's kind of going all into like my introduction to the character because I'm, I haven't been that familiar with him. So, but uh, I, I just think his dynamic with the, I mean, I guess technically he's in the Bat family, but not really. But um, yeah, overall, uh, pretty much my order of favorites as far as like, well, characters I knew that Don, the costume is Grayson, Tim, Jason, then Damien. So that's order from favorite to least. As long as we all agree that Misfits the very bottom of the bottom tier, we're all, we're it's fine. You said who's bottom tier? Oh man, you don't you don't remember Misfit, the uh, little teleporting girl who was a Batgirl fan who they who they led into the Bat family and she sucked at life. <laughs> Literally, that's a new one on me. <laughs> I, I, that's a new one on me. I, yeah, you, okay. exactly. She's, uh, she's not worth talking about. <laughs> talking about her briefly a little bit a couple of days ago, but uh, mm. that conversation was definitely brief. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh, and Ezra is part of the Bad Family. Don't get yeah, twisted. Yeah. He is definitely part of the Bad Family. Basically, any okay. conversation about misfit in the Bad okay, Family is what about Mi- you ever seen um Dragon Ball Z abridged where they go what what about X and then somebody else goes what about X? That is every conversation about about misfit in the Bad Family. Like, and that's all the people in the Bat Family ranked. What about Misfit? What about Misfit? <laughs> <laughs> She's like Meg, like uh, um, Family Guy. Yeah, basically. I mean, obviously, I never knew nothing about her before tonight. So that's <laughs> that's my first introduction to it, and already I'm just like, okay, apparently this. Character definitely was an afterthought, and there you go. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of which, um, it's kind of not very, kind of stays somewhat on topic or whatever. Uh, okay, I know there was a, there was another, uh, 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 Batwoman besides Kate, right? Yeah, like, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me get let me go into my let me go into my mind palace. Well, there is Kathy <laughs> Kane, who was the first Batwoman, who Kate Kane okay. is the niece of, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So 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 Cassandra so Cassandra Kane was Batwoman first. No 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 no. Cassandra Kane with a C. Look, Kathy Kane with a is Kathy with a K. Oh, is Kathy okay. Kane with a K. Cassandra Kane okay. with Cassandra Kane with the two C's is a Batgirl. She's the second Batgirl. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. there's been three Batgirls. There's there's Barbara, Cassandra, and then Stephanie. Okay. So, wait, Stephanie Brown became Batgirl. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, okay. she's actually much better as a Batgirl than she ever was as a Robin. I mean, I guess right. so. Like, I it's funny because, like, last time I even thought about like Dark Knight Returns, it was kind of weird how she kind of became Robin. Oh, no, 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 you're thinking of Carrie Kelly. Oh, we're, we're talking okay. about Stephanie Brown here. Stephanie okay. Brown became back. Right, like, look, Carrie, you see, 
you see how well informed I am on that subject. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm learning. learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm not even that. So like, I'm gonna chime in like super quick because I'm the non-comic reader at the group. So I have to go in terms of me getting exposed and mm -hmm. how much I like them. So obviously, Dick Grayson is my number one. Okay. Oh, well, um, uh, we we know you like that, Dick Grayson. Uh, just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we, we remember. We remember. Yeah, just real quick. <laughs> real quick. Fallen Marble, you were right. Just real quick. Fallen Marble remembers. Just real quick. What's up? What's up? Yeah, real quick. You were right. Carrie Kelly did become Batwoman after she became after she was Robin and Catgirl, not Batgirl, Catgirl. Wow. Because okay. Frank Miller sucked at writing. I, I didn't see that coming, but okay. <laughs> I, I think we've I think we've all established pretty um, definitively that Frank Miller is not a good writer. So I have, just so y'all know, so I'm going I'm to get my list out the way. Mm -hmm. So Dick Grayson, um, mm -hmm. The Red Hood, Jason Todd. I like Jason Todd because I understood him being so pissed all the goddamn. Like, I got it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I completely understood it. And I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, and again, I know it's against the code and whatever, but at some point, you just like, okay, Batman, just kill him. Just kill him. You know what I'm saying? Just kill him. You know what I'm saying? Todd got that shit done. <laughs> <laughs> Todd got that shit done. You know, and I, I, I have mad respect for Todd. Um, I, I do like Tim Drake, although I don't. I have to admit, I don't know as much about him. Um, um, and um, Damien, because I just hate Damien's attitude. Like I get how he was raised and all that. But I hate his mouth. Like I just, I don't like it. So you know, he's Damien's at the at the bottom, but. Yeah, so I I would probably my top two is uh Dick Grayson and Jason Todd are my top two. So that's my quick non comic reader opinion. So, yeah. That is now, a I will say I will say to to Damien's credit that there was a lot of positive things to say about him in the Super Sons run with him and uh, Jonathan. Yes, but I haven't Nothing. read it personally. But from what I hear, a lot of people who've read that series in its entirety is that there's a lot like a, a there were some really good things that happened in that run so um I, I will give him his credit somewhere but as a whole like as just he like just stop being a dick for two seconds like just two seconds he basically learn. have you met have you met his mother listen you, and learn I and you, I know who his mother was I know who she was and I know what happened or whatever the thing that Jensen said to Google because we're not going to talk about it. But I know what right. happened, or whatever. <laughs> just a little, a little asshole. I just I don't have you know what I'm saying. I I don't know. I just don't have patience for a little asshole kid. <laughs> I just don't. Hey, I don't care who they are. I don't care what genre they in. I don't care. I don't have patience for little asshole kids. That might be the mom and me talking. I don't know. I don't. Hey, ain't no wrong with that. Like I'm, I'm with. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, after a while it gets old and you're like, you're yeah. like have you learned yet? Like, haven't you learned right. to be a jerk to everybody? Like, when... you know, like if you would stop talking and listen, maybe you would have understood. Yeah. You, think, you, know you, you, you think his like personality would mature at some point. You know what I mean? But well, I feel what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said when Blue when Blue Beetle damn near cooked his ass, <laughs> I had a smile on my face because he needed that. He, he needed that. 
So <laughs> every ass whooping that's coming his direction, every every one of them, <laughs> you yeah, up with everybody. But no, out of the, out of the five, I'm just gonna like my two cents in real quick. Out of the, uh, Robbins, like my favorite is Dick Grayson, you know. Um, and my second favorite, I actually really liked uh, Tim Drake. Um, I'm not sure how close his rendition, uh, the rendition of Tim Drake was in the, uh, I guess in the um, Warner Brothers cartoon. Mm-hmm. How close that was to uh, um, wait a minute, which one? Depiction uh, the Adventures what of cartoon? Batman and Robin. The Adventures of Batman. Oh, yeah, and Robin. when they kind of when it was still kind of like continuing on from the animated series and whatnot. Yeah, I may have missed that. Okay. Yeah, I love that like, young Tim Drake. I love that Robin. I absolutely love that Robin. The, um, young Tim Drake from uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin is my fa- second favorite uh, Robin. But you know, Tim Drake gonna take the cake. So you know. I like this color scheme like more so. I think that was what kind of did it because his his color scheme was like more just red and black mostly. So, whereas like whereas like you know, Dick had like the traditional like red, green, and yellow. So and mm-hmm. it was like and it was like because his like I don't know, like his his color scheme was like a lot better to me to where he didn't look like a visible target compared to Batman. So, <laughs> so really quick, so speaking of cartoons. Where does Terry mm-hmm. McGinnis fit in all of this? That man being he's a future. He's a possible. He's a possible future. So he's never been a Robin or anything no. like that. Okay. He's put it this way: if you look it up, he's very close to the family. Hmm. For those that have seen the full series, well, actually, it was at the end of Justice League when they revealed that, but. Yeah, Te- Terry McGinnis is very close to the family. I'm Un- I think it's still available, so I can go because I was watching it like a couple years ago. So I might have to go watch it again. So I, I think understand they just added it to. I think they just added that to HBO Max recently. HBO. Well, yeah. since I'm gonna use it for thirty days. Well, he's literally just um, he literally just a clone of Batman. They gather. Oh, is it? Yeah, well, um, going by the cartoon, he was, they got his DNA, that, you know, Bruce Lee's blood everywhere. And the uh, commissioner, um, I forgot the lady's name. It wasn't Waller, it was, no. it was the other lady. Well, going by the cartoon lore, she felt it always needs to be a Batman. So um, getting blood samples, she said getting blood samples from Bruce was not hard because he has blood everywhere crime scene. Damn. Yeah. But so they, but, so they yeah. But yeah. he literally has a biological dad, but he they overwrote his dad's DNA. Dad, thank you, thank you. Yes, he was born naturally, but they which I'm DNA. pretty sure is a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. It's something for sure. Yeah, and so uh, now. If you didn't, if you didn't know, really does just casually now. commit war crimes. Wait, what? What, what, what did you say, Batman Jensen? Beyond is actually Terry McGee is actually in comics now. They brought him, you know, it got so Batman Beyond got so popular. They brought him to the actual comics mm-hmm. about oh. years ago. Mm. It's about time. I mean, damn, Batman Beyond was out like a, a minute ago. I'm right, surprised it took this long. Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long to get him in there. Watching it now, watching it now, like that show actually holds up just as much as the original Batman series. That's what come. I was curious because you know, whenever you know, whenever we're talking about like just the world of Batman, you know, mm-hmm. the world of Gotham and Total, 
nobody really talks about Terry. And maybe because he's not in the, well, he's recently in the comics, according to Jensen. Jensen just told that. But I mean, his cartoon was like, you know, out in the 90s and he was, his cartoon was huge too. It was very popular. So I'm actually, I'm actually surprised that he's not included, you know, it's, in these discussions when you talk about well, the Batman. It, it, it's for the same, it's for the same reason you don't hear people talk about the Legion of Superheroes, by the Legion of Superheroes cartoon being so big in 2004 to 2006. No one cares about the future characters. They only they right. only want to talk about the present characters. Pretty much yeah. that, right? Because even Carrie's deal in the future, he hasn't even met the current. Like he has. Is Old Man Bruce still his handler though? Because yes. he was in the cartoon. Yeah, yes, but sometimes he switches out with Old Man Dick Grayson. <sighs> old Man Dick. Oh, that's cool. I bet you that man ages beautifully. Don't ruin my don't ruin my fantasy. Okay, we got we got to move on to another topic. I caught all y'all off guard with I that. Don't even, I, I, don't, I don't think you. Oh, right. Is he going by Rick? Is he still going no, by Rick right now? Said. No, no, Dick's back. Okay, <laughs> so, so Rick Grayson gone now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, so so we go transition into. Uh, Cassio's because we got to keep up on time a little bit so we don't go too far over. So, Cassio, go ahead and it's your time. You got the circle. You got the circle. Hey, no, no, I, just, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to talk about movies in general. You know, that's that's really what I want to talk about, just movies in general. Um, not Wonder Woman, though. Right, never right. Never we, won't, we won't talk uh, about. I just Wonder saw Woman Soul. <laughs> right. I, just, I just saw Soul. Or whatever, and I think it's a really, really cool movie, and I recommend it. You know, it's really mm-hmm. honestly refreshing. Black nerds here, you know what I'm saying? It's refreshing to see black people animated, and you know what I mean. Just it's just engaging in everyday life, and just like you know what I'm saying. It's it's just really cool to see it. You know what I mean? Just really cool to just kind of see it, like you know what I'm saying, like black people just being black people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I don't know, it's just beautiful to see. Like, I know it sounds like it's something pretty small, but no, it's it's a beautiful thing to kind of like sit and watch it and really kind of like just take it in. Like they really, you know what I mean? They really kind of gave us the story, you know? So no, it's a cool one. If you haven't, no one has seen Soul yet. It's, I definitely recommend it. But. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, so, and you don't have to worry about spoiling it. It's okay if you spoil, but I do have a question about so, you know, I've, I've been watching discussions on, on Facebook where everything gets ruined uh, every day um, yeah. <laughs> and about uh, uh, I, and I know the premise of the movie. Right. So, I, you know, I've seen the previews. I know the premise of the movie and what it's about. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about the argument where people talk about that? Once again, you have a main black character spend a lot of time not being black. Like what happened with the Princess and the Frog? What happened in the Spies Like Us? You know, which was Will Smith's movie where he was basically a bird. Yeah, you know I'm saying most of the movie. Um, they say that it happens for a decent amount of time in Soul Story. Story and everything aside, or whatever. But how do you feel about? Do you think that it's a valid, a valid observation, in some ways, or are people just too woke sometimes? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I'm I gotta be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know, it's just it just seems like there's a lot of we're we're working, we're working up to, you know, what I'm saying these these, you know, what I mean these these um 
I guess these strides we're making right now in film, like black people are making a lot of strides in film right now. You know, we're building up from where we were before. We didn't really have a voice. We didn't really have a lot of uh, platforms and outlets to tell our stories, you know? Um, so it is, you know, like these things are, are, are you know, they're building. I mean, to be honest, it's like, if you ask me, the man was black the whole time. There's, he, he spends time as a soul, you know what I mean? And it's like, he's a black man, it, even if he, if even if it, he's not in his body, he's still a black man. You know what I'm saying? Right. What I mean? He's still a mm -hmm. black man, even if mm -hmm. he's not physically in his black body. So I saw mm -hmm. a black man the entire film. Okay. So I'm, that's yeah. how I answer that question. I saw a black man the whole film. He doesn't have okay. to be in his black body. That is a black man. There's a black soul that I'm looking at. You know, so I I, I understand what the, what people are saying. I get it. I, I I get it. You know, but sometimes you can nitpick about something so much that there's no way you can you, you can enjoy anything if you're so busy picking everything apart and you're like just nitpicking like oh he wasn't black long enough. He needs to be black longer. You know, like. You know, how do you please how you how do you please every how do you please everybody? You right. know what I mean? How do you please everyone? You know what I mean? You say we want black leads, boom, there's a black lead. He wasn't black long enough. He should be blacker longer in the movies. Come on, you know, that's the story they told. He he's a black man the entire film, you know. So that's my response to that. As far as like Tiana, you know what I'm saying? It's we 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 saw other people get turned into frogs and turned into animals and things like that. It's I completely and totally get the argument. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. You know, but it's this like this is this is you know I I make a challenge to people who want those kind of films to happen to get into filmmaking and make those things happen, make those films happen. You know what I mean? Like make them happen. But I mean right now, you know, Pixar. Uh, Disney Pixar made a great film, you know, and the film is surrounded with African-American culture. And I appreciate the film, whether the guy was a soul the entire film, whether he was in his black body for two thirds of the film. It doesn't really matter to me. It's a story surrounding black culture. And I appreciate I appreciate it. I appreciated it. You okay. understand what I mean? Like, I appreciated mm -hmm. the film. So, yeah, I don't mean to get too, you know. No, you're fine. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. Um, I mean, to to add on to that, I uh, also want to say uh, shout out to uh, 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 Kemp Powers, who what who became who initially was came on soul to just be a writer. But he has so much influence in the movie that I believe they listed him as co-screenwriter and co-director, technically. So. Mm -hmm. And he's a he's a uh, he's a black uh, screenwriter. Uh, he also did a movie. I think it was called a uh, One Night in Miami. You guys, might I'm looking forward that. to that. Yeah, he he wrote. He also wrote that film as mm -hmm. well. So um, for him being part of the project and actually, obviously, you can see a lot of influence with him in this movie. So. Um, for folks that I guess it's just for folks that think that like there was no black influence in this movie. I mean, look, I beg you 
to just. Now, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard it hasn't been a black influence. I'm just saying, you know how it get. They be like, you know, you know how they'll get. So it's yeah. like, I, I, overall, from what I've seen with the film, um, I thought it was a very beautiful movie. Uh, I honestly, this literally is probably the first movie to physically make me cry. I saw like, your Facebook post about how you had like, you like I'm, this, this happened. I'm legit. <laughs> I'm legit. I'm legit serious. Like this is the first mm-hmm. movie to literally make me cry. Like other movies have gotten me emotional before, but the waterworks didn't happen. This one mm-hmm. made the waterworks happen. So mm-hmm. because it's not just necessarily just you know a quote unquote black story, a black movie. Obviously, it's a lot of black culture in it that is featured prominently, but it's literally this character uh a middle-aged character on top of that Mm -hmm. um who is trying to essentially basically this is like essentially him discovering the meaning of what life is you know and they have like all these different concepts in the movie that i thought were really interesting that uh some others have pointed out that's uh what that's essentially like religion neutral Mm-hmm. So, like, because, I mean, of course, you know, folks are going to find something to be mad about anyway. But it's just one of those things where, like, they add concepts in it to where it's just like, wow, that's really interesting. Because if you've seen the trailer, you know how, you know, everyone who supposedly dies or whatever, they go off to the great beyond. But he is so determined to try to continue his life. He winds up falling off the path to the great beyond it ends up in the great before which is where like the souls are before they live so mm-hmm. it's like when you like with that concept and then they showing like how like all this stuff is supposed to come together like how they go down and then they live and da 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 and all that stuff and it was just like wow that's a really really deep concept and it was just like the way they went through it i'm like man this is like this one did a doozy on me man like this was this was really really well done movie man like this is i think like it was funny because someone said someone that made a post said like on a scale of between cars and up because <laughs> obviously cars is like the <laughs> that's like the that's like the bottom of the Pixar one. <laughs> it's like between that and up, cars, like cars is the bottom. Cars ain't the bottom. Yeah, you seen that sequel? That Who second one. I haven't seen the yeah. sequel, <laughs> but cars ain't the bottom. No, it, cars is it, in comparison to everything that they've done. Cars is at the bottom. Damn, that's <laughs> but cars ain't definitely not above Toy Story. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but somebody had did like a did like a question where they said like on the scale between cars and up and like for me I think it's I think it's a passed up man like it's, it's up made me cry I'm just saying yeah up made me cry. And, and I can understand that because I mean like up didn't like up made me cry up, up, up didn't hit me the way I know it hit a lot of folks even though like they basically try to rip everybody's heart out within like the first like oh my god know? yes we're trying oh, to lie oh don't get me talking about it don't get me talking about it but uh but other than that it's just like dude um yeah man like soul just wound up being a very very good movie man like i enjoyed it and i thought it was beautiful man 
Like it really, really was. So he, you know, Paul and Marvel basically agreed that it was beautiful. Casio, what else? Yeah. What else did you want to talk about with movie? Um, <laughs> you talked about you talked about video game movies being the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was saying game. that I actually think that um video game movies are going to be like the next like big thing because we did the superhero movies for 2010 to 2020. That was like the huge cash grab. I think the new thing that Hollywood is going to try to like tackle is video game. Uh, franchises um because uh, mortal kombat is already coming out next year right is that a, that's, that's a film right that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah not. that's in that's it's coming out in march it's, okay yeah so it's not a series or anything no it's not no, 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 it's, a movie. it's a film so and then and then they're doing they're doing uh uncharted mm -hmm. they got we got the casting for metal gear solid you know what I mean? Like, I definitely think like video games will be the next thing that like that people explore. You know, since to make uh to make films, there's so many stories to choose from as well. It's like there's a plethora of like stories to just choose from. You know. But, you know, and they and they and again we talked about this a little bit before, but you know, video and you know video games they got you know they just got to be careful because the history of video game movies is not a good one. Okay, I mean, I mean, yeah, we can. I mean, we can all debate on you know different movies that we may have liked, you know, that came from video games. But I mean, as a whole, they have not been you know great. Whether it's they changed they changed something drastically, some shit didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Or where this thing came from? Or or and sometimes it might be the actor who they cast. No offense. But Michael Fassbender in the Assassin's Creed movie was not a good choice. I don't care what nobody say, and he's a good he's a good actor. Don't Man, get me wrong. But in I that movie, the direction and the writing for that one, because yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they, that's what I'm they saying. Cast like, Ken O'Neill oh. for steel. <laughs> but you know what? On paper, that was not a bad idea. That was a good choice. <laughs> Uh, on paper, <laughs> that was not a bad idea. <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't. that bad, man. It wasn't, and mm. and I'll even and I'll even say they this, made even a, though, Here's my thing. Here's my thing about Steel. <laughs> they made a movie about Steel, a member of the Superman family, and then just kind of ignored all the Superman connections. Well, I mean, you know, for the movie, for what it was, I mean. That's kind of what you had to get. So. Some stuff don't add up in hindsight, but I mean, it's okay. Look, if it was if, Shaq, if, if you it was it's, Shaq. It's, it's Shaq, it was ninety Shaq. Yes, it was ninety Shaq. That's all we just said. It's only he was. It was huge. So if Shaq want to be still, damn it, you put the man in still. Okay, that's granted. This followed up. After, this followed up after Kazam, but I mean, other, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a lot of things happening with movies and video games. Uh, Saw the Hedgehog too. Yeah. Yeah. So already, yes. Yeah. That's, I heard my boy Knuckles. I heard my boy Knuckles is gonna be in it, which is fine because Knuckles is the because Knuckles is one my favorite character, but two I hate how the only character with dreadlocks in the entire Sonic the Hedgehog franchise is the most gullible one. That's racist. They also made Knuckles not that smart either. They also made Knuckles not that smart. Knuckles is the brawn. He's the brawn. Exactly. So we're going to have a dumb, a dumb, big knuckle character. That's right. Look, I don't know who I've been. Y'all, they have to do the Sega. They have to do that in the beginning. 
they the better, they better the do it this time because that was a missed opportunity with the yeah, like, why, why, why would there was like not, ample opportunity for them to do that and they didn't why and would I'm, you not do that that's this this the makes no sense at all sorry <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't do that it, it ain't it ain't it's not the real it's not the real sonic movie <laughs> it's not the official one overall i mean 2021 is going to bring us a lot of a lot of movies you know um suicide squad eternals shang chi um matrix four Yes, Matrix um, Four. Yes, I'm so ready for yeah. that one. I'm, I'm skeptical about Matrix Four. How? I, I, I don't want to hear this. Right. Like, what? Listen, Jason. I'm kind of with Tiffany on this. Yeah, like, why? Why does okay, there have who to side be you a on, Terrence? You the tiebreaker. Who side you he, on? Look, he said, Terrence uh, said, how? You missed yeah. it. He said, how? Yeah, this oh, is yeah. my whole thing. I, I don't understand how they're making a Matrix Four because Neo is dead. He's dead, and he's he 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 brought uh what's the word I'm looking he for? Did. He brought everybody he, together. He stopped he the wars. The whole, and, look, yeah, look, he, he no, did I the whole they walked off. I don't think walked off in the distance at the end of Revelation. Uh, Re, uh, no, he didn't walk off in the distance. They put that man on the stretcher and took him, you know, and and took him to the. I don't know the graveyard, whatever it is, but he was dead. To be honest, it's just like okay, hmm, like it's one of those things. It's one of those things they did at the end of Revolutions where you probably logically would think he's dead, but like it was very ambiguous the way they. It's, did. it's not ambiguous. They, it's they not ambiguous. Yes. They say the way I'm they kind of did it. It was kind of ambiguous the way they did. They it. Like, said. Oh, you know, they, we they, about they to have a nerd out. argument right here on this thing the exact words they said is he sacrificed his life i don't see how you can sacrifice your life and be alive because he literally mean, he literally got absorbed by agent smith and his code broke down agent smith and saved the real world and the digital world like he's absorbed he's gone he's out like the code reconciled itself. There's like nothing. Trinity there's said, nothing left. Like Trinity says. Oh, I see what you mean like, now. I wouldn't look. Yeah, yeah like he. Trinity, so, that, hey. so that's the part where I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> like yeah. I don't. I'm Trinity. 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 Look, Trinity's exact <laughs> he sacrifices his life for us. I'm like. I get it. I mean, a lot of people can say somebody sacrificed their life, and then for some reason or whatever, they're not like dead, dead. I mean, okay, put it this way. We know technically that when someone supposedly gets killed in the Matrix, they die in real life. We know that. But that essentially just technically leaves them brain dead. They're not necessarily like physically dead a lot of the time. But now granted, the movie breaks those rules quite a bit. It like doesn't really follow its own rules half the time. So <laughs> yes, but enough. Yes, but enough about Terminator. <laughs> you're not gonna get on Terminator. You're not gonna get on Terminator. It's a classic. I mean, look, look, look. The last, the last few are something to talk about, though. Okay. But, I mean, the last one, I don't understand. The last one was trash. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been people out ever since I saw Terminator 4, whatever, Dark Fate. I, I like I I I I the one with what's his face where, um, what was Terminator 4? The, um, Genesis. Dark Fate. Genesis was the fourth one. No, 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 no. Which one is the one where he had to dive in the water to get to command? Oh, no, that's not patient. Okay, salvation is the one I like. I like salvation. Now, 
look, I, I will play devil's advocate with the last two movies. Genesis wasn't necessarily a bad film. It wasn't great. It wasn't necessarily a bad film. Part of the problem with that movie is the fact that they spoiled everything in the trailer. So it's like that kind of made me not want to go see it in the theaters, which I didn't. But I wound up watching it at home and I was like, okay, this movie's kind of decent. Like they're basically crippling the timeline with this movie. But uh, it's like, okay, fine. Now Dark Fate comes along and basically retcons everything after two. So I'm now like, okay. remind me, dark. So which one was the one where John Connor ended up being the bad guy? That, that was Genesis. Genesis. That was okay, Genesis is the one I don't like, right? Because he had too many cybernetic parts. Right. Yeah, it's no, like, no, no. like I said, that movie wasn't like I didn't think that movie was necessarily bad. I just think like the way they handled it up to the release. I didn't like it. Like, it's just like you guys spoiled the whole damn movie. Like just, it was bad to me. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I, all the time, I was like, I've been watching Terminator since I was like nine years old. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and all of a sudden we get to Genesis and John Connor's the bad guy. Right. So you trying to tell me my whole life has been a lie? No, here's the problem with no, Terminator, and, I'm about, and where I'm about to say make is going to make so much sense. Ready? Wait, hold on, wait. Just let me get this out really quick. Just really quick. Right, you, you, go now, ahead, you go ahead. Just, I apologize. Really just so I can finish about Dark Fate. Now, of course, you know Dark Fate was supposed no. to retcon everything after Terminator 2, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's like, okay, that movie kind of falls into the same pit that Genesis does, but more so because it's like, okay, cool. This movie is actually kind of cool, though. Y'all do some really cool stuff in it. And it's like, okay, but the choices you made in this film, you kind of made the first two movies useless. So it's like, that's my initial problem with Dark Fate, because like it literally kind of renders like everything that happened before it pretty much pointless. And it's <laughs> and See, and that's the problem when they said that that was like the true... When the director, because I believe James Cameron got involved again with yeah. Dark Fate, and that yeah. was a pro that was one of that was my main problem because it literally meant that anything that he wasn't involved in didn't count. That was my problem with Dark Fate, which is goes along with what you're saying, yeah, the because it literally made the two movies before it, which was Salvation and Genesis. But that kind of makes it worse least, because the yeah. Movie the other movies was at least still continuing yes. that. The Not yes. they were, but like Dark right. Fate kind of just was like, well, yeah. here's the thing about Dark made Fate. It, worse it basically made the first two movies irrelevant. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about Dark Fate, and I will get on the problem with the rest of the franchise, but here's the problem with Dark Fate. Dark Fate implies that time is sil is cyclical and that nothing we do will actually change the timeline. Like, it, right. it's saying that all the that it doesn't matter that Sarah Connor and John Connor didn't matter because according to the timeline, a woman from the present will have a child with a father from, from the future. And that child with the, who is literally older than his dad will go on to defeat um, a cyber, a cybernetic threat in the future in a war of humans against machines. So you're saying, so dark face saying, yeah, all these names don't matter. Time will, figure all this out by itself. So everything you're seeing is pointless because it's just going to keep happening and happening again and again and again with new players. That's why Dark Fate is stupid. 
Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I'm gonna Dark Fate, I'm gonna take you, and we're just gonna put you right here. You go sit well, that's, that's why time travel yeah. movies were always a problem. Anything else? The movie was actually like if you actually take out, if you okay, put it this way: if you actually take out the Sarah and John Connor element of that movie, it's actually decent. It's yeah. not really yeah, a bad. Yeah, but because, because, because you have to in because you have to include that. It's just like. Mm, why did y'all do that? Like, no, damn it! You okay. see what you did, Cassio. Okay. You see what okay. you see what's happened because oh, I'm, I, I, look, I'm, I, I hear you, and I mean that's cool. But uh, I, I had, like I said, I've been trying to cuss these people out for a long time. I tried one more point. So we're going to take our fate now. We're going to take our fate. No, no, no I'm we're not done with dark. Yeah, get a chance to say nothing about dark. Right, go ahead, go ahead. You know, so this is my problem with dark fate. First of all, they try to copy part two. That's that's they just they literally literally try to copy the exact same movie and then remake it. So that's all it's it's already like okay. You know, the creativity is already shot for the film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys are doing nothing new, nothing. So on top of that, then we get this, and I completely forgot the name of the new um company or whatever. I mean, you, you, we had Cyberdyne, we knew who they were. Cyberdyne makes Terminators, you know, Skynet, boom, boom, we know that. But then there's like oh no. for over 30 years. <laughs> and then and then that that place then that uh that company was wasn't even in um, Dark Fate. It was a new company, right? Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a new company, but they I made. The name. I forgot the name too. But they made Terminators. Like they said, the Skynet was abolished, so you know that that threat is no longer, you know, is, is no longer a threat. But there's a new company that does the exact same thing that Skynet does. So why? What's what's even just keeps. Just say it's Skynet. Like, what's, what's the issue? I don't it's understand. A rebrand. It's what? a new brand, man. They rebranded. Rebrand. <laughs> it's a brand new company that makes the exact same products as Skynet. Let's not call it Skynet. What? 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 And they did nothing but combine the. They they, they combined the T one thousand with the T eight hundred. That's literally all they did. They got a skeletal Terminator and they have a a, a liquid metal Terminator. That's that's mm-hmm. it. They just were like, hey, here's part one and part two at the same time. We're just gonna make a movie where we're gonna combine the two Terminators from the first two movies. But once again, this is not Skynet. This is somebody else. Okay. So once all that stuff happens, and then we're introduced to characters that we don't care about. You know, sorry, we cared about none of the characters that were introduced during this film. Let's be honest. We only wanted to see what's going on with with um with Sarah Connor and um and uh, the T eight hundred, but. Even even then, their interactions were corny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I found that it's, too. I'm like, what? What is this? I will go out on the limb and say that uh, I can't remember uh, old girl's name or whatever, but the the girl that was a cyborg uh, that they sent back from the future, whatever. Another character that didn't need to be there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Actually, I thought, I, I, thought, I thought that she was cool though. Like I thought I thought that for what they did with her, that she was kind of badass. So like. The the crazy thing is that like what they did right? with um it's like the idea that they used in Terminator Salvation with um 
I forget but the actor's name was it Sam Worthington? Was that his name? Yeah. I think that was his name. The, the guy who so, was in jail, the guy they used It's like mm -hmm. they used that concept and they did much more with it in Dark Fate. So it's like, okay, now I can see like, you know, that whole thing. So so I like I like what they did with her character for this movie, but just obviously with everything else, it just it just didn't work in hindsight because like a lot of it just didn't out of it. Like if they it's like they yeah. out of it, it would have been fine. Like that's yeah, just, yeah. that's the two things about, about Dark Fate. They gave us a character that could have potentially had a really, really good storyline. They didn't they didn't really give her that good of a storyline. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I that's just my thing with that. It's like bring a character in that's cool, but give them a strong story as well. And her story just wasn't strong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's more so what I've known about her character. But the thing about John Con Connor, this that's that my biggest gripe about the entire thing. The entire thing is that last scene that they did where and I hope everyone has seen Terminator. Mm -hmm. um, oh, let's, by let's, now. Let's, now let's get it right. It was the first scene. That was the first scene? The first yeah, it was the very first. Scene. At the very oh. beginning of the movie. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. I, I was, yeah, my bad. So it's like this, right? So they said they defeated Skynet. That like they said that in the in the in the in the the monologue or whatever. She said we defeated Skynet and everything. And then a freaking Terminator just walks in and takes out John Connor. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you apparently know? the way she the way she explained it is it sent one back as a backup plan like on the off chance they lost but but if Skynet is destroyed <laughs> then how then Skynet, what happened what am i looking at right you know, <laughs> i already sent back like 16 terminators g like they didn't learn anything they didn't sent back like 800 terminators through time None of them succeeded. Like, they didn't you learn shit. This is, the crazy, this is the crazy thing no, when it comes no, to that. The whole point of Skynet sending the Terminators back is because they lost. Like, that's the reason why the Terminators got sent back in the first place, because right. they lost the war in the future. So right. it's kind of like, at this point, it's like, okay, now you kind of just erased yourself like, only for, like, something else to happen under another name. Like, it's... I, <laughs> I just, uh, I don't yeah. know. Why, <laughs> why couldn't Skynet just take the L and go home? Like, <laughs> like, damn. Like, uh. what, which reminds me, this is my big thing about Terminator, and what I'm about to say is going to make so much sense. Mm -hmm. The main problem with Terminator is they change the rules to how time travel works every single movie. Yeah, they, they do. do. In, the they first, do. in the first one, they imply that time, that, um, like yeah, they like, basically implied that it was linear in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. In, in the first one, like it's linear. What what happens? What happens in the past was always going to happen. There's no changing the future. Everything that happened before is always going to happen. In the second one, they're like, hey, you can change the past, but change you can't change the future. But everything that happened in the past still happened. Like all the stuff we did in the past will still happen. But every, but from here on out, from this moment, our new future is the new future. And then Terminator right. 3 is like, and then Terminator 3 is like, oh, by the way. <laughs> and then Terminator, Terminator 3 just comes in and looks at Terminator 1 
that says, hey, so you're both wrong. What you're, all you're doing is just pushing future events for back a little bit farther. Right. And then Terminator 4 is like, and then Terminator um, Salvation is like, it, it didn't deal with time travel, so that's fine. But yeah, it didn't deal with it, yeah. But then Genesis comes out and is like, look, we don't know how time travel works either. Uh, I think y'all might just broke time. <laughs> they really did, bro. <laughs> and then um, Dark Fate is like, you know what? You know, this is how it works now. This is how it works now. It doesn't matter. The specific players change, but the events are set in stone. Like, so we don't actually need Sarah Connor. All we need is just some kind of woman to get knocked up by some dude who came back in time from the future. That's all we need. <laughs> and I'm just like, listen. It, exactly. And that is my problem with the Terminator movies. I'm like, if you're going to, if you're going to make a time travel movie, have consistent rules. Look at Back to the Future. Back to the Future has consistent rules on how time travel works. They do. It does in comparison. Yes. Un- unlike yeah. with Project Almanac, they fail at that also. Let me talk about time. I should bring up Inception just because so God we lost at what happened in that movie with time. But Inception didn't deal well, I guess it did a little bit. It didn't really deal with time travel, but I guess it did a little bit. No, I did. I just want to bring it up because I was lost. So hopefully y'all were lost. Y'all were lost. <laughs> all right, all right. No, so I'm and now I'm going to shut up oh, in the next 10 minutes until it's my turn to do my whole oh, thing. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, we got it. We got it. Okay, so we, we, so Cassio, please go ahead and I'll give you another five minutes because we got all, we went from the Matrix, okay, which again, I'm going to say Jensen agreed with me at the end because <laughs> it, I mean, there's still a why. There's still a why. Like, why are we making a part four? Like, I'm concerned because Project sorry. Like, so, read, read it, read it, Cassio. What does it say? No, it just What's said the name? plot is not confirmed. That's all. The plot is of not course confirmed. not. Because why? They're oh. wondering why too. They're trying to figure out why they're making it too. That's why the plot. Like, they are already filming it. Like we don't know what the movie is going to be about right now. Like they are. They still ain't done filming it yet. <laughs> because it's like Trinity's dead, right? Um, yeah, I'm just going to say. Her physically die. Die. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Trinity dies in the movie. She dies getting Neo to to the yeah, machine. She, she dies. She getting, yeah, she got impaled. You know what I'm saying? Neo is brain dead, physically dead, electronically dead, computer, whatever. Okay, um, he is not in his uh, physical body. Okay, brain right. dead. How are you going to call he it? Got you know he got formatted. Is what happened. <laughs> <He got> formatted. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's like a lot of a lot of his crew. You know what I'm saying? Died on different things because you know you had the turncoat and shot everybody in the one movie. And I mean, yeah, you got the human city. You know that that that's that's still alive, but it's like y'all supposed to be at peace. So what? The matrix get the matrix gets rewrote again. Neo's essence gets downloaded into. I'm not, I don't, I don't think know. I'm going to they accept can, whatever it is that they do. I don't like think I'm I going said, to accept. The main reason why I'm concerned is because the last few movies the Wachowskis worked on they didn't really turn out the way they thought. Like I think honestly, the last thing that they did that I actually kind of like, but a lot of other people hated, was the Speed Racer movie. I actually liked that movie. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But uh, other than that, you know, they had stuff like Jupiter Ascending. And, okay, I like that know. movie. Why didn't nobody like that movie? A lot of folks did not like that movie. Oh, <laughs> it was good. It was, I mean, it's kind of like 
like what I mean, it's kind of like what I would watch on sci fi, you know what I'm saying? But then again, I watched uh, Santa Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> One would kind of argue that you were easily amused, but I would not be so moral. <laughs> so Venom 2, I, I didn't I didn't mention just uh, Venom 2. Venom. Movie oh. next year, Venom 2. They're supposed to be Carnage. I don't know. I want to see Carnage. That's, I'm not looking forward to that movie. No, nah. I didn't like the first one. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm gonna go see it. I'll yeah, probably I think there's too many comic movies you're not gonna see. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna, see, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. It. I'm, I didn't watch the Phoenix. I did not watch Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, you're boring. better for it, sir. You're better. Yeah, for it. It's incredibly boring. The only good there's only one good scene in it, and I won't spoil it for you. But there's only one good scene in it, and then once you see you that scene, me, I'm not gonna watch it. Oh, okay, hmm? good. The only good scene in like night. Just watch the train scene in the third act. That's all you need. To exactly. Me, the, the the night went the Nightwing knife rampage on the on the train. That's the only good scene. Once you see Nightwing, <laughs> I, Nightwing. Once you see Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler. <laughs> once you see Nightcrawler do the knife ramp do the knife rampage on the on the um train, you go well. There, I've seen everything I wanted out of this movie. Let's see what else is on. That's Thank pretty much. So I'll leave the note. <laughs> Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's a movie that's coming. But out okay, soon. so is this Ghostbusters? Is this Ghostbusters with the originals? It's not with the women. I know no, that. No, this no, no, is no, no, a no. continuation of the originals. Okay, yeah. this is actually okay. a sequel. But how are they gonna do that? Because Doctor, the man who played Doctor Venkman died. So yeah, the um, the the I think like most not Doctor Bangman, Egon. Train. I'm sorry, Egon, yeah. the man who yeah, played like Egon. The, his grand, uh, Egon's grandkids are the focus in this movie. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, oh, so you haven't seen okay. the trailer at all. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah no. Grand, like it's been a while since we've seen that trailer, dude. Like that, <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's got. The- <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. I have to admit that might be why it was cool. It was a really cool okay, trailer, but it was a teaser. I really got an official trailer after that because. Everything got pushed back to 2021. <laughs> that kid for the tall kid from um Stranger Things, he's in it. The um he was it also. Yeah, I never remember that kid. Wait, oh, there's a live honestly? there's a live action Saint Seiya that's supposed to be coming out in Japan soon. Oh, that sounds cool. I mean, it might actually be good. Uh, look, look, look! I'm not going to lie. Like people, like you ever notice people always say American anime movies are. American live action anime movies are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. I as someone who watches Tokusatsu for a living, mm-hmm. they have no idea what they're talking about. Like even like they think Japan makes these live action anime movies better. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will go out on the limb to say that they okay. I can't yeah. really say for sure because I haven't seen all of them. But the Roroni Kenshin live action one was decent. They were the tight. Yeah, okay. Were tight. Uh, those are the exceptions, not the rule. Because like, true, there's because like, hold on, hold on. There's the Devil Man movies. Ugh. There's the. <laughs> it is the 2004 live action Devil Man movie. Do me a favor, do yourself a favor, and never watch it. Yeah. There's the um Cashern. There's the um Cashern movie. Yeah, that one I did not like. 
I will say the cash earn I did not like. There's the Attack on Titans movie, which bombed. Ooh, so that one. Oh, that one. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, there was a look, I'd be here all day, but trust me, for those of you watching who think Japan does better when it comes to live action anime, they do not. So maybe this live action Saint Seiya would be one of the exceptions, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I mean, but to be fair, like our Fist of the North Star and Crime and Feeling were kind of ass. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> our Fist of the North Star was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, our Fist. The North Star was bad, but for Crying Freeman, let's be honest here, Crying Freeman is just a over-glorification of toxic masculinity. There's no way to do that movie right. It, it can't be done. <laughs> Look, the only way to do Crying Freeman right is if you sit down and rewrite the entire franchise. Yeah, you're you're right about that one. Like, I, like what? Okay, all right. There isn't too many like an, like American Adam uh, American yeah, Adam. Go, like because between... actually, actually, can I go next? Because this leads perfectly into my thing. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because uh, I'm gonna I need to let Cassio finish, but he stepped away, so when he comes yeah. back, I'll let him get like another five ten minutes. But yeah, yeah. go ahead, Toku Terry. Go ahead and do your. So speaking speaking of, um, as you guys know, I am the universe's biggest Saint Seiya fan. And I have good news for other people who live, who are in America, and they also love Saint Seiya. Hey, us Americans, they got, not only are they importing more Saint Seiya games to America, not only does Netflix have the entire um, original series out, but we have confirmation that Netflix next year will be releasing the Hades arc in an English dub alongside Knights of the Zodiac Season 2. Which, I know nobody likes Knights of the Zodiac Season 1, but that's the thing. The first couple of seasons of Saint Seiya aren't good. Saint Seiya doesn't get really... Well, I think they're good, but most people don't think Saint Seiya is really good until the Sanctuary arc, which is going to be Season 2 of Knights of the Zodiac. And that is the season everyone loves, because it's just this big epic thing where say it punches a dude so hard it causes a big bang and i'm sorry but if you get hit in the face by a guy with the force of the big bang and you survive it you should just quit like i don't care how powerful you are you, you, just, you should just be like you should just be on the ground like you know what i'm just gonna stay here and i'm just gonna you, you won just... man it was like did just like bruh did you just create a big bang <laughs> from this just now like did you just create a whole universe potentially the f <laughs> but, I do not like saga like from your face by the way from your face like right. you, you, you <laughs> right created a big thing so you were instrumental in that too you know right like like the best part of the um sanctuary saga sagas were it, um, the Sanctuary arc is for Saga, the big bad of the Sanctuary arc. Gemini Saga is like, haha, my ultimate attack, the Galaxian Explosion, has the power of has the power to destroy numerous galaxies. And Saiya's like, hmm. So what you're saying is, all I have to do is burn my cosmos strong enough to do what I did when I fought your friend and cause another big bang. And Saga's like, well, yeah, but I don't think you could do... 
Pegasus Comet Fist. Wait, wait, let me finish. Oh, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> no, no, no. The disrespect, like, for those of you who don't watch Tank Seiya, Seiya's a nice person, but the fact that he is just the most disrespectful person in a fight is unquestioned. Because mm-hmm. at one point, Saga took all six of his senses, like, the five main senses and the sixth sense, the ability to think. And say it's like, oh, by the way, you know that power you have, seventh sense, that can replace all those other senses? Yeah, I have that now. So I was like, aren't you a bronze saint? So he's like, aren't you a bronze saint? Like, repeat that, sir? Like, Or have the fact that in um Saint Seiya episode G Assassins, Zeus, the actual deity, Zeus gets into a fight with Seiya and he blows up the underworld, the metaphysical place where souls go. And Seiya just shrugs it off and goes, So are we still fighting? And Zeus is like, What even are you? <laughs> right now, in the current manga episode G Requiem. This evil dude named Pontos, who is the Greek primordial god. Okay, for those of you who haven't read my book, there are three sets of gods in Greek mythology. I got it. Sorry, I had to put yeah. that in. There. I got it too. Oh, I just got it too. I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, thank you too. I love you both. Love you. <laughs> so for those of you, who, for those of you who haven't read my book, um, in Greek mythology, there are three sets of gods. There's the primordial gods who are like Gaia, Oranos, Pontos. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And then they got overthrown by the Titans, which is where the word Titan comes from because it means to reach above your station. So then the Titans, which is Cronus, uh, really long name that I can't pronounce, Rhea, all those gods, then, then they got overthrown by, I want to say this specifically, while the Olympians are part of the younger generation of gods, not all of the third generation of gods are Olympians. Specifically, Hades is not an Olympian. He's not? No, no, he's specifically not an Olympian. For one, he for one, his sacrifices are completely different. They would sacrifice to Olympians on altars, but Hades would be sacri- would have his sacrifices in a sacrificial pit, pit called Baranos. Hmm. For two, he had no house on Olympus. You, you cannot be an Olympian. Well, yeah, that have- makes sense. Right, yeah. if you were on Olympia, like, not Olympia because of how he's worshipped, essentially, or yeah. like how he's worshipped and where he lives, mm-hmm. which is odd because you know it's not like Hades chose that job. You know what I'm saying? Like he literally just he literally just lost the he right. Lost he, the it's, like, it's like they were drawing straws and yeah, been a bull as short as one. So it's like so he's but, like not an Olympian, but he should like, be. What? You take care of the dead people. See ya. <laughs> you know what? You know what? But in but in my opinion, even though he takes care of the dead people, I think he got the best. I think he got the best result out of that because let's be honest here. Not not being Olympian means he doesn't have to deal with Zeus and, yep. and um, Poseidon's foolishness. Yep. Like he, he hey. don't. He don't. And he don't have to worry about what's happening with the world. He'd be like, "Oh, the world's in it. Oh, okay. Well, you know." No, 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 no. He'd, he'd be like this. He he'd be like, "Hmm." They'd be like. Hey, they're like, hey, Hades, what are you doing? My job. Can't you take a break? Yeah, remember that time I took a break and there was a zombie apocalypse? No. Right. That's because I do my job. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Kratos don't show up. 
Oh my lord! <laughs> but yeah, right now, uh, getting back on track. Right now, say is fighting Pontos, the ancient Greek god of the primordial ocean, and Pontos tried to. Uh, no, no, hold on. I gotta break down exactly how crazy this is. Pontos hasn't just killed every other saint in the world. He's erased the concept of heroes and the concept of and their guardian constellations, like their actual star. So he's erased these stories that gave them their powers. And say it's still there. Ponce was just like, "Oh my Man. god, that's crazy!" <laughs> <laughs> Look, say is human, and yet these gods can't kill him. Can't can't kill him, and they're all and they're all starting to get scared about the fact that they can't kill or erase him. Like the closest a god's ever come to killing Saya is when Hades stabbed Saya with his sword. Which again, this isn't in mythology. This is only in Saint Saya. But in St. Seiya's, Hades stabs Seiya with his sword, this super special, super magical sword that kills you, that kills you, that it remains, the wounds in it remain, even if the sword itself is removed. And once you're killed by it, it erases you body and soul from history and throws your soul into the world of void where everything erased from reality goes. And you know, and now I've told you all that. So this actually worked to erase an alternate say in an alternate timeline who is completely destroyed and that's why that timeline sucks because they killed the hero but you know what happened when when that worked on when he did that to our say <laughs> it, it took about five years but say got better he didn't just get better like like they keep going like, oh Saya, you're still affected by Hades' curse. You're you're so weak and you're weak and dying, and you're in no shape to fight. And he's like, yeah, I'm in no shape to fight, and yet I keep winning. <laughs> like the, like this dude named Fenrir is like, oh look at you, you're just a weak dying saint. And saints and Saya's like, yeah, I'm all those things, and yet I'm still winning this fight. So <laughs> what does that say about you? <laughs> It is ridiculous. Like, no, no, no. The most broken thing about Saint Seiya is this thing that all saints have. I call it never. It doesn't have an official name, but I call it never twice because I just shortened the phrase. Here, here's why I call it never twice. The exact phrase is the same attack never works on a saint twice. Meaning, if you get it, meaning if you hit a saint with an attack. Or if they simply, or if you're fighting their friend and they simply happen to be in the area and they can see you fighting their friend and they see the attack, guess what? That attack won't work on them anymore. Never twice. Exactly. <laughs> Never twice. <laughs> and Sage is just the master of this because not only does Sage just not drop, no, no, the only two, like the two biggest saints who benefit from that are Sage because he's the main character and he just refuses to die even if you kill him, and Phoenix Iki, who whose literal superpower is, you killed me, I come back from the dead stronger. That's Iki's whole power. That's why he's called Phoenix Iki. Which, no, okay, okay, if, if I can make this a joke. favorite mythological creature. Yes, <laughs> and my, my thing is about Phoenix Iki is, people keep tr trying to use fire attacks on a guy who calls himself Phoenix Iki. <laughs> wow, you say Phoenix Iki? I've been saying Phoenix uh, Ikai. No, no, it's pronounced Iki. It's a oh, wow. Japanese. It's a Japanese word. It means like gleam. But yeah, wow. Phoenix Iki. Well, it just ruins my whole day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one, there's one dude, like it, it's in the anime, not the manga, but it's one dude named called the Fire Saint unleashes this huge attack on Fire Screw, and then it just and then Iki's like, You realize my name is Phoenix Iki, right? Like, this is what I do. Fire is like my whole deal. Hmm. And then later on, this, um, this villain this corona saint was like ha my attack is as hot as the sun feel the flames of perdition and Nikki's like and then he's like wait how did you survive and Nikki's like phoenix Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> he was like do you even know what a phoenix is my guy like <laughs> a but mythological yeah. bird of fire of death and rebirth and, and, and then and then here's and here this is the other one that that I always can't stand is when people are surprised that when Fe- when Iki comes back from the dead because like in the sanctuary arc, my no one's boy. I'm sorry, I was about to say my boy, but he's not my boy. He's no one's boy. Him and Cancer Deathmaster are no one's friends. But Gemini Saga blows Iki through stardust with a galactic explosion, and then a week later, his little Iki's little brother Shun is getting into a fight. And he's calling out for Iki. And then the bad guy's like, dude, your brother's dead. He was blown to stardust. He's not cut. Does anyone else smell fire? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he just turns around. Iki's just right there. They're like, sup? And the guy's like, wait, you're dead. They blew you to stardust. And Iki's like, okay, do you not understand the concept of Phoenix? <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, it is. I don't know, like. I don't know, like, to me, like, it's one of those things that happens in anime where, like, it just kind of trips me out to where it's just like, dude, like, you literally fighting somebody with the same whole element and then get your ass dusted. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know, that's just, that's just always funny to me. Like, it it is, like, my, like, when they my, literally get the element wrong, and it was like, Dude, you really don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, oh, probably the other... funniest shit ever. No, 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 no. You know the funniest thing ever? I think what? I told you all this before, but this is hilarious. My favorite, 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 favorite thing in Saint Seiya. My mm. boy Dragon Shiryu got into a fight with, as I said before, no one's boy Cancer Death Mask. No one liked Cancer Death Mask. I'm pretty sure his parents don't like don't like him. I'm pretty sure they gave him up to Sanctuary because they're like, hey, here, this is our kid Mephisto. You named your kid Mephisto? We're just going to rename him Death Mask. Hey, that's fine, whatever. He, he's your problem now. But Death Mask, Death Mask like, oh, blah, 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 I'm a gold saint. There's no way you can beat me. And then, he, and then he's winning at first because he's a gold saint, so of course he's winning at first. Then he's like, hey, do you hear someone praying for your soul? And Shiri's like, yeah, that's my girl. That's my girlfriend Shinrei. She's over in China while we're sitting here in the underworld, and she's praying for my safety. You know, she she cares about me. She loves me. And Deathman's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm uh, I'm gonna use my telekinesis to throw her off a cliff. And Shiri's like, you better not. And Deathman's like, I'm gonna do it. And Shiri's like, you bet not. Deathman, I swear to God. And Deathman's like, what? Too late. I already did it. And then Shiri proceeds to beat. Remember, Deathmaster spent the entire fight owning him. Shiri gets so pissed off that he unlocks his seventh sense, 
cures his own blindness from pure rage and proceeds to beat Death Mask to death. <laughs> it's hilarious because he's just sitting there beating the crap out of him. Goes, do, uh, do you know why they call me Dragon Shiryu? Because all your attacks have dragons named after him? No, it's pretty simple. In mythological <laughs> time, they say a dragon has a has a one special scale, one treasure that if you touch, it turns him into a beast of unlimited rage. Shinra is my scale. She's my treasure. I've never hated anyone before, Death Mask. But trust me, I hate you. <laughs> and now I'm going to work through some of that aggression. <laughs> and then please do beat him to death. And then in one of the movies, this evil god brings Death Mask back to life. And, and Death Mask immediately goes to Shiryu for a rematch. Shiryu's like, oh, hey, Death Mask is back. <laughs> I say, I'll be right back. Mm. So like, dude, did you already beat this guy to death right once? Yeah. Yeah, what's your point? I still have some aggression with him. Y you killed him already. Say, so yeah, I hear you, but you threw my girlfriend off a cliff. She survived. Say, so yeah, her surviving or not does not change the fact that he threw my girlfriend off a cliff. On sight. Till death. Mm. And beyond. Forever. Like, no, it's like, just don't die, fam. It's like, oh, you think this, you think this beef is over just because you died? No, it's like, people, people, all mm. people always hype up the Jesus, that's my bomb scene. I'm like, guys, guys, I hear you, I hear you, but Vegeta lost that fight, sure, you won. I mean, he, I mean, he kind of knew that was a. I mean, I'm fairly certain Vegeta knew that was a losing battle, no matter what. It's just that was just like his. Oh shit! Like I'm just happen to be stronger than Goku now because yeah, yeah. he had that. He had that moment, but I mean, he knew that was a losing battle. He knew, but like <laughs> I said, like how you how she really got so mad it cured his blindness. I thought anger was supposed to blind you, but for sure, sure you just made him see better. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised, like, some of the shit that, like, like, just certain characters do. I mean, it's like, look, if, you know, a character like Darth Maul, even though yeah. he was saved by uh, the power outcry, more or less, that's but yeah, his hate kept him from dying. Yeah. He got sliced in half. Yeah, so, yeah. it's oh, like... Listen, there's a difference between saving off death and... And literally curing retinal damage from the power of being so pissed off. Also, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was caused by the other dude's cosmo or something. And it was just like it just overrode it or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, for those of you who don't watch Saint Seiya, the other reason why Shiryu is the best character, even more than Seiya, is because one of his attacks is just throwing a hundred dragons at you, which is. Experts say about 90 more dragons than you'll ever need to throw at somebody. <laughs> yeah, you usually just need one. Like, <laughs> I just, any more than that to me is overkill. That's like, right? I don't know. That's like, that's like summoning like Knights of the Round and shit. Yeah, yeah. It, like, <laughs> like, one of the biggest bad guys of the thing, one of the judges oh, of hell, got into a fight with Shiryu, and Shiryu's like, Yaki Ryuha! And then the judge was like, 
Is that a hundred dragons? Can you imagine? Can you, uh, okay, okay. I only, I only got two minutes left, so can you just imagine how disrespectful that is? You, you just being in a fight and the guy just like, like I said, most of Shuri's attacks are throwing one dragon at you. There's the um, rolls down Ryuha, which is an uppercut where he punches you in the face and it makes a dragon come out. Before any of you Dragon Ball Z fans say that's a ripoff of the Dragon Fist, no, it can't. Sure, you had it first. The Dragon Fist is a ripoff of this. But then again, but then again, isn't Goku known for stealing techniques anyway? So, uh, I mean, it, I mean, he kind of learned it by sight, so I wouldn't call it stealing. <laughs> <laughs> he learns by sight. But yeah, so yeah, that's it. So, learns by sight. So yeah, his attack is the. Um, Shen, the Ryuha, which is uppercut that summons a dragon to punch you in the face. Um, the dragon's flight, which is the same thing, several horizontally. So instead of getting uppercut, you get get a straight jab to the face that summons a dragon to punch to beat you up. Um, the Excalibur technique, where he focuses his cosmo into his arm and it creates a blade, and the blade slices you up. And if you think you can, and if you think you can block this blade, you're wrong because you can't. That, that's how Excalibur works. You, you just don't block it. And then, and then he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "All these attacks are really good, but you know what I really need to summon about ninety-nine more dragons and just throw at them at the guy." He just was like, "Here, take a hundred dragons." <laughs> like his master who taught him that attack said, "Nothing can withstand the force of a hundred dragons' fangs." And I'm like, "Yeah, because it's a hundred dang dragons." <laughs> Man, right. I ain't fighting. I'm not fighting a hundred dragons. I've seen Rain of Fire already. Like, <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> you don't want to be the G like Matthew McConaughey's character? No, no. I'd rather be alive. I'd rather be alive. I choose life. <laughs> right, I choose life. <laughs> I know, but you got to think like a life with dragons. Your number is very limited. At that point, especially if they start starving, they start mm. starving. I mean, I, st- mm. I stay in the I, okay. Okay, my I, I, work. stay my ass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> there are four. The, the four things I've learned from Saint Seiya is one: don't fight Seiya. Period. Because no, nah. it doesn't matter if you because it, it doesn't matter if you think you're winning because every time because every time you hurt him, he gets stronger. Every time you knock him down, he gets stronger, and, you're, and eventually you're just gonna be like, you know what, you win. Fine, it's whatever. Just, just don't fight Saya. Those are the rules. Two, don't fight Iki. J- just don't. Three, anyone who and you three, all the villains need to really start paying attention to the names of these attacks because, like, they be they tell you exactly what they're about to hit you with, with the names of these attacks. Like, there's no exaggeration here. They are very specific. Like, there's an attack called Galaxian Explosion, where the guy takes the force of exploding galaxies and throws it at you. Mm. Don't fight that guy. There's an attack called Stardust, called um, Stardust Revolution, where the guy summons Stardust from all over the universe, turns it into meteors, and throws it at you. Don't fight that guy. That same guy has an attack called Starlight Extinction, where he creates, where he shoots you with photons powerful enough to destroy all these stars in the sky again do not fight that guy there's a guy who has an attack called freezing coffin where he freezes you at absolute zero and seals you in a coffin of ice 
Say it with me, y'all. Don't fight that. Don't guy. fight that guy. Did you just made these people? Like, I just, <laughs> who made these people? Like, just for real. I, I just need to know this. Like, uh, I cannot print uh, his name's Kurum. I know his last name's Kuromata, but I forget his first name. He's just Japanese um, mangaka. It is wild. But I, I just like I just feel so bad for whoever fights some of the gold saints. Like, like I said, if you fight a Gemini saint and they go galaxy explosion, your last words are going to be, "Did he just throw a galaxy at me?" Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the fourth rule is, and the fourth rule is, much like much like Greek mythology, all the Greek gods are douchebags except Athena. Apparently, like I'm mad because in Saint Seiya, Hades is evil, and I'm like. No, no, Hayes is cool. All he wants to do, all he wants to do, is do his job and love his wife and kids. What? Why? Why? No, because Underworld. He's got to be the douche. <laughs> because Underworld. <laughs> well, y'all can't go bully Zeus. Zeus blinded Hades' son, um, just the god of wealth, because he was like, "Hey, you know what? Wealth should be completely blind and random." And then he's blasted Pluto's in the face with lightning, and then he's like, "Dude, you, you could have given him a blindfold or something." Mm. It's just like, mm. you know, no, you gotta be thorough. You gotta be thorough with the blindness. A, a blindfold, he could peek. That's just for the purpose. He could peek. You gave justice a blindfold. You gotta shoot my son in the face with lightning. Yeah, so justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. Justice is my kid. Wealth is yours. Right. This is why I stay in the underworld. This, this right here is why I don't talk to you, Zeus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. That was right. Toku's. That was Toku's twenty. We are gonna call mm-hmm. that Toku's twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. that just me being weird for twenty minutes. <laughs> Listen, we all we all been. We ain't even finished Casio's. You know what I'm saying? Casio yeah. had. Oh. You know, we ain't even get to finish his subject. We have to circle back around that oh, one. Oh no, 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 no. We did good. You, you got you good. Me. Okay, yeah, you got me. I just wanted to. We got so busy debating the. We got so busy debating Terminator and the Matrix, the principles. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry, you know. I had some more words for Terminator, but I'm 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 good. I'm good. We all feel right, so, way about that franchise because we all grew up with it. So we all have very to say about it too, man. It's just, it's, yeah, we it's all have very, we all so have very so strong feet. We all have Which is why Genesis that. like pissed me off a little bit. So I uh, yeah. yeah. We all have. Very no, I know you want to know which one pissed me off. Salvation pissed me off. Salvation. I like pissed me salvation. Off hold fast. Hold fast. Hold fast. I'm no, no. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. You know. So right. we we got Terminator One, right? Terminator Two. The entire time right. we watching these two fantastic films, especially Part Two, we get mm-hmm. told about the war. Of, of of Skynet, the Judgment Day, the war mm-hmm. basically between the humans and uh, and Cyberdyne or, or Skynet, you know, whatever. So, all right, that's what we're looking forward to. So, why would you make a movie that happens during the aftermath of the war and not show me the damn war? That yeah, is my yeah. question. Yeah, you know what? I, I gotta give it to him. That's a good point. Like, that we, is a good like, point. I didn't think about that. Like the that's entire like all of salvation, salvation doesn't isn't even the start of the war. It's like as the war's ending. Exactly. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why did we miss that? Why did you jump to after? Like I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, I remember watching Terminator Two. It's the first already movie I've ever seen in my whole damn life. And it's like when I right. saw that when I saw that freaking um 
like the the the, the Terminator like walking on the skulls of people and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yo, that is some shit. And, and man, that movie had all the spooky kids, bro. Like, man, <laughs> man, it was so cool, man. Like, God knows it was such a cool movie. So, so I'm like, I want to see this war. I'm I'm ready to see the war. I'm like, man, if that's they, true, we never really it, see it. That's true. Well, I don't. What is the thing? I don't know. We are are getting off on a tangent. I be talking about movies, man. Look, I can talk all day about movies. No, but you you have a point that I I didn't think about. We did kind of see after because John is basically grown, okay? And he's a soldier. Yeah, yeah. and you're right. We didn't really see the war itself. You're right about that. It's not just that he's grown and a soldier, it's he's grown. He's a soldier, and they say in the movie that they have um, Skynet on the ropes. I'm like, wait, so we just, how did we get them on the ropes? How yeah. did John, right. what makes John right. Connor, what makes would John Connor? Yes, right. Mike, like, why would you not show us that? Show that, like, yeah. Because we have been waiting for them for like decades of trying to see how the fuck we get Skynet. Okay, that was my whole thing. They pull that. Okay. They pull that mess. They pull that mess on Dark Fate, and I'm like, all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm he died anyway. 